everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 137, and tonight's topic is Snowfall. We have the return of season five, and they hit us with two episodes. So It's the start of a brand new season, so I hope you guys sit back and come every week for these eight weeks because it's 10 episodes and they hit us with two like they normally do. When they bring it back, they'll do, you know, the first two episodes. They hit us with those bangers to catch us up and we have eight more weeks of eight episodes. I hope you guys are here to stay and for my day one listeners, you already know how we do over here on this platform. We about to get into it. We about to break shit down and we about to dissect it scene for scene. I don't really have any church announcements, only that I'll be dropping my Bel Air episode tomorrow for my recap for episode five. I will be dropping my documentary recap for Blood Brothers. If you guys want to catch up on that, it's on Netflix. It's Blood Brothers, the relationship and the brotherhood between Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. So that will drop this weekend as well. I'm going to do my recap on that and come back Sunday for Power Book 4 Force episode four you know all about Tommy because we support the power universe over here but tonight it's all about snowfall it's all about snowfall and for all the new people um coming to check out my recap welcome to the show and I hope you are here to stay I have recapped every episode of snowfall so you can check that out this is one of um the, this is one of the most best written shows out there and what makes it even more special and, and better is that it was created by the late great John Singleton who brought so much to light for our culture in the 90s as it is and what he did with this show was amazing and normally when somebody creates something and you know they pass along he passed like at the end of season two and the show still hasn't let us down. It still, you know, has the spirit involved, his work ethic, his vision, and, you know, just doing the damn thing. It's a very, very good show. And I take the show very serious due to the domino effect it caused to the black community with the uh, crack cocaine epidemic and everything it brought on. And I have also covered every episode of Narcos. And one thing about Narcos and Snowfall is they go hand in hand. Narcos shows us how they got the product over here. Snowfall shows us what it did to the communities when it got over here. And it all ties into Big Bush and Reagan and the CIA and everybody else. So like it goes hand in hand. Like you can connect so many dots and I'm going to talk about that in this episode. So yeah, we about to get into it. I get a little deep when it comes to Snowfall and Narcos. Those are two of my favorite shows. Um, Narcos is very well written as well. But yeah, I was so happy to see the return of this. And then, you know, watching these two episodes, it did not let me down. So um, just real quick, if you want to hit me up on social media, it's Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for IG. And if you need to email me, it's Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox 
DM or email me for any requests that you have that you would like for me to recap. You hit me up. I'll get back to you within a couple of days and I'll get your uh, request recap out within a week or so. And I have made all of my music playlists exclusively public on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves and you can see all of my music playlists. I have so many of them for every genre. So on that note, I have talked long enough. Let's go ahead and get into the show and let's talk Snowfall. Franklin Saint. So how we do over here is we're going to break it down and then I'm going to play the trailer. We'll talk about the trailer and then I got a sleeper for you guys. Straight Joe Button style. Straight up, shout out to Joe Button, one of the pie fathers. Um, so episode one was titled Comets and it, the description reads, it's the summer of 1986 and the Saint crew has leveled up. Franklin's personal and professional relationships are flourishing, but a problem in the valley brings trouble to his door, baby. And this episode opens up. It's the University of Maryland, June 19th, 1986, 5.58 a.m. And we see... um, Lynn Bias, he was um, drafted for the Boston Celtics. He was a college basketball player, and he dies in the apartment. It shows them, you know, partying and him talking about playing against Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and <clears throat> we see them getting high. You know, they doing lines of coke, and he ends up, you know, his heart ends up giving out, and he ends up dying. Now, this was a very, very, very real thing that happened, and the guy's name was really – Lynn Bias. Um, if you watched my crack documentary recap, it is on Netflix. I did it a few months ago. Check that out. We talked about him. This changed the fucking game in the 80s. When he died, that brought a whole nother light to this drug epidemic. And that's when they made all of those uh, small task force and they got the raiding and you know making those laws they went and changed the, the crack laws and the drug laws to where if you got caught with something back in the day when crack first hit they didn't know what it was so if you got if you got brought in they let you right out but back in back in when this happened around this time they went in and they made laws within a fucking 11 day time span with laws that normally take years to create and make and that's what caused the domino effect for so many prison sentences that eventually led to the third strike law so it goes really deep and it's you know I love how they're keeping it true to form. I love how they brought in the story of Lynn Bias because this was a very, very real thing. His name was Lynn Bias. He was drafted. I want to say he was number two and he was a big deal. And when he died, um, you know, from drugs, it brought light 
and it brought all of these task forces and it hit nationwide. So this was a very big deal and it was very, very sad. He had a lot going for his life. So after that, it goes into the letters of Snowfall and we don't get the regular Snowfall letters. They look changed up, upgraded, probably going on to how Franklin has changed and you know how they've expanded. So after that, it opens up and they got that n- 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 notorious playing in the background and shit. The old school, the 80s version, <laughs> not Biggie style. And we see Franklin, he flying his private plane and, you know, doing his thing, looking like he living his best life. And when he gets off the plane, who do we see waiting on him? Black Diamond and Dallas, child. <laughs> now, remember Black Diamond and Dallas, they was the hit girls. They was the, some uh some strippers, but they was also hit girls, and they ran with Khadijah. And then when they end up killing Khadijah, Franklin offered them a job. So now we see they is full-time bodyguards, child. He got peaches and Black Diamond and Dallas crazy ass. So he calls um his new woman, who we're introduced to, named uh, Vela May, I believe, and we see she is running things. She's running um, running things with the real estate company. She's doing her thing. And we get more introduced to her later on in the episode. But we see Franklin, he is in a committed, serious relationship. Um, so he goes and they meet with the new CIA agent. Remember, it was Teddy's replacement. Teddy got sent away when all the Irene Ivy stuff came out and out and went on the, you know, the radio station blasting them. So he got sent away and they sent in a new replacement and his name is Grady. Grady is giving me Barry Seal vibes. I'm thinking that's kind of why they did him like this. Um, if you don't know who Barry Seal is, Barry Seal was a CIA asset who flew numerous planes of cocaine. He basically did what they show us that Teddy does. And uh, Barry Seal was um, killed in the late 80s in Baton Rouge um on the orders of Pablito Escobar Pablo Escobar El Patron the Don yes um Barry Seal lost his life uh, he was well connected they have made movies on him Tom Cruise did a, a movie on him and they have multiple documentaries and his lifestyle was crazy and the way the vibes that Grady was giving me straight Barry Seal, also straight Logan. Now, if you're an OG Snowfall fan and you know Snowfall, Logan was the original CIA agent who was sent to do this job with Alejandro. Remember, he died of an overdose, and that's when they sent Teddy in. Uh, Logan was a straight partier, used to get high off the cocaine, everything like that. So Grady is no Teddy. Grady is no Teddy. Grady is cool. He letting Franklin and Gustavo do what they do. All he want to do is have fun in the action. He not taking it serious like um, Teddy is. And he don't basically take the war serious. This wasn't a legal war. All this shit was over an illegal war. Teddy takes the war serious, but Grady doesn't look at it like that. So um, Teddy also takes communism serious. Grady just looking at it like, look, it's a fucking joke all what we doing are wrong i'm gonna take my money off the top and do some real estate on the side so um we see franklin is trying to negotiate new prices it's more coming from the south border that brings over more competition and that's another thing that was true to form 
uh, things were changing around this time in the mid 80s. That is when big man Bush had closed the um, Bahama, Bahama, all of their routes down. Um, Carlos later, he worked, he was a part of the Medellin cartel. He had everything set up to where they would go through the Bahama routes. After they closed that down, that's when the Colombians got to working with the Guadalajara cartel in Sinaloa, Mexico. And when they did that, the routes changed and that's when everything got to coming through those borders. So it was way more product coming over here. So you see how I'm saying everything is true to form and how Narcos ties into Snowfall. It's just showing you Narcos showing how they did it over there how they snuck it over here and snowfall is showing what the hell it did to the states when it got over here in the u.s so moving along we get into the next scene and we see gustavo shows up and you know everybody is still hustling together you got gustavo he doing his thing and then we got franklin doing his thing and they're reporting to grady now so <clears throat> franklin also tells him like look my people listen they'll get it elsewhere and he like ain't your people family he like look nothing tears a family apart like money so <clears throat> grady we see early on he is all about the partying and he got his eyes on some black diamond child so we get into the next scene and we see Louie and Jerome. They still going strong out here, horse riding and shit. Jerome up there buying the horses for Louie. Like, <laughs> she like, next time we come here, you got to pick these too. He like, I already bought them. So we see they didn't came a long way for her sitting on that couch watching General Hospital, Luke and Laura beating bitches ass over Jerome and him sitting out there doing sherm, doing uh pull-ups and shit in the yard. <laughs> they came a long way. And one thing I love about them is I just love their relationship and I love the growth of what they've came through. Louie and Jerome have been through some stuff. So we get into the next scene and we go to the projects. You know what I'm saying? Over there. Leon is watching the news. Leon is still running shit in the projects. And he's watching the news about Leon Bias. So he hears one of his workers has been stealing from him. Stealing for some damn shoes. Leon goes out there. He kind of checks him a little bit. He gives his excuse about, you know what I'm saying? The streets ain't, we ain't getting no money. Leon like, what the fuck? So at first he think Leon gonna spare him. But. Leon gets the welling on them damn feet, child. And <laughs> he like, he like, you wanted the shoes so bad? Keep them, nigga. So y'all already know I love me some Leon. So I loved every minute of that part. So then we go into the next scene and we go to the powder party in the valley with Rod and friends. Some guy comes over named Josh and he just helps himself to a line. And the two girls sitting on the couch. And Rob friend Thad, Thad not having it. Thad like, dude, who the hell are you? You know, Josh kind of brushes him off. Thad gets up like he is in a fucking movie of cowboys and powder and shoots dude two in the chest. Rob hurry up and put his ass out. <laughs> and it's in Rob's house. So it's just not looking good. So we see when Franklin wakes up. He then bought a nice house. The expansion is real. He, you know, got a little boxing, you know, in there. He in there doing some boxing. Now, y'all know it was about time he learned how to damn fight. Franklin was always getting his ass whooped. And 
he watches the news about the shooting in the valley and he knows it is not good for business because Rob is his day one. I'm going to talk more about Rob, but Rob really was his day one. Just like, uh, Leon and Kevin, he didn't come up from the sandbox with him, but they were high school buddies. And Rob, Rob was a down friend. Rob really was a down friend. He just got addicted and, Rob also has been making a lot of money in the valley. So Rob been doing his part too in the business. So we see um Franklin and his new woman, they are doing a lot of business together. He has put her in charge. She is intelligent, she is a lawyer. She kind of puts you in the mind of a younger version of Sissy. So we see he's in love. We also see um she's a lawyer. So dope. So we see Grady, he didn't woke up from a long night, a party. <laughs> he has company, the Waterman, L-A-W-D-P, a.k.a. Teddy Crazy Ass with a goddamn wig. When I, when I first seen I said, that's Teddy. <laughs> I seen Teddy with that damn wig, child. Oh, my God. So he like. L-A-W-D-P, you working on Sundays? So Teddy trying to play it off. He see Black Diamond and woke up there, so he know that they didn't slept together. And Grady is CIA as well. So he he's a partier, but he knows something is up. You know, he even looks at his badge, you know, just checking it out. He knows something is up. So Grady don't buy Teddy bullshit about no um working on Sundays and working for L-A-W-D-P. So um we get into the next scene and we see peaches is in a car with franklin and um you know franklin like hey you you still got that code he like yeah you know what i'm saying that summer codes they ain't shit now we see peaches not looking too good right it is the 80s it's the 80s so I don't know if they about to work in a storyline about some, you know, AIDS because it was an AIDS epidemic around this time. Peaches is not looking too good. In the whole two episodes, he was not looking too good. So I don't know if they're going to work this in because this is the 80s. One thing about Snowfall, they'll keep it true to form. So they walk into Rob's house. They make him come with, with him you know um he's talking about he don't know where that is hanging out at rob is looking like a straight junkie but to be real rob has been looking like a junkie since season three uh season one he was on coke season two you know he was out there but not too bad season three he was looking like a straight crackhead then um even when they sent him to look for the connect originally when Avi uh, when Avi was raising prices up they had wanted to meet who the connect was so they sent Rob to look for him in season two so it wouldn't look too obvious because he was a white boy in that neighborhood but he was a junkie then so it's just increasing you know and now he's doing more and more so you know they make the the girls leave and make Rob come with him to help him get cleaned up so <clears throat> we see at the bar the club that Louis is running. Well, no, not that yet. We go into the next scene and we see it's a new detective on the scene. And they are doing like a false raid. They're raiding the house, but this house ain't got no business being raided. One no drugs in there. This was a woman in her sh- her children's house. And we see that this new detective they just showed, showed us, he's going to be an asshole. 
So we get into the next scene and we see Franklin still has his mom's house in his possession. And he takes Rob there to help get himself together, cleaned up. They talk about old times when uh, Rob first came over there. And Rob was really one of Franklin's best friends. Um, It was Leon, of course. That's his day one. Then Kevin and Rob. You know, Kevin and Leon, they they from the sandbox. Rob was from high school. Franklin lived with Rob for a while. They've been through some shit. And remember, Rob helped him cover up when he killed Andre. Never told a soul. So we think. So we get into the next scene. And Franklin meets up with Jerome, Louie, Leon, Peaches, and they are pissed. They need the prices cut. And Leon is, you know what I'm saying, they also pissed about, you know, police being everywhere because the dude was killed in the valley. And Leon like, shit, niggas get shot every day, B. One white boy get killed and, you know what I'm saying, all the police come out. Pretty much, Leon. Pretty much. So... We also see Rob was also bringing in a lot of money from the Valley. So with all this heat, that's taking money away then. So after that, we go into the next scene and we get our first scene with Wanda Bell for season five. Wanda Bell done cleaned up. She looking real pretty. And she has a job where she is playing girl six straight phone sex job. I said, I said, damn, Wanda Bell. Wanda Bell will not let you down this stuff for a child. But Wanda Bell, it felt good to see her. She looked so beautiful. She didn't clean up. Her teeth looking healthy. You know what I'm saying? But she, you know, got a job as girl six. So we get into the next scene. And we see Franklin. He is letting Wanda Bell stay at his mom's house. Pretty dope pretty pretty dope I love it I love it because just the history with them too and you know Wanda did do a lot of crazy shit but you know the drug was very addictive I could go there all day if you familiar with my snowfall recaps y'all know how I feel about the addicts and what it did and you know everything it did to the community so um it's good to see Wanda Bell doing good. So she shows up at her home. She see Peaches is there. And Peaches is just not looking too good. And the way Wanda looked at him, I just didn't know, like, I don't I don't know. It was just something. So I don't know what's up with Peaches. But he tells her, like, I got a role. Rob in there. Look out for him. And she like, look out for him. But, you know, she been knowing Rob for a long time as well. So, she goes in there she talks to rob he's in there having the chills he's having withdrawals and you know she's been there she's been there she's went through all of this so she lets him know like look it's gonna be all right and she you know reassures him so we get into the next scene and we see louie she still got the club rolling better than better than ever you know, better than Claudia had it rolling. She got the club rolling. The girls are in there. They are doing their thing. Now, we see that the detective who I was talking about, his name is Bo. He is on her payroll. He's a cop. He's a detective. He's a cokehead. He, you know, comes in there and buys the girls, get his little pleasure on. So he just a jack of all trades, literally. And he is on her payroll. This is nothing different 
Claudia had plenty of cops on the payroll. And when Louis took over, she did the same. So he's letting her know about the raid that he did earlier and how it it, it made him look bad it was false and he tells her like look i've been looking out for you i need for you to look out for me and let me know who i can go after so i can please my bosses and she like look bruh i ain't no snitch but i'm sure something is going to come out of that and he's saying on how ever since you know this stuff went down in maryland with lynn bias you know everything is hot it's straight heat in the precinct and that's true to form. When when Liam Bias, when this stuff happened with him, that's it changed the game. So we get into the next scene and we see Rob. He not looking good. Not at all. He trying to sneak out the house and shit. Franklin in there like, <laughs> like where you think you going? <laughs> he in there with some coffee waiting. So he tells him like, look, that he's out in Palm Springs. I need to go take care of this. And Franklin like, no, we are going to go take care of this. Um, and then I'm going to send you off and get you some help. We're going to get you clean. And he also slaps his ass, <laughs> tries to knock some sense in the rob. Like, look, you know, he also asked him specifically. He like, I need to ask you this. Your homeboy Thad, do he know anything about our operation? Anything about who we work for? Anything? Because by now, with everything coming out, with his, with Alton going on a radio station, with the stories coming out, Franklin came on out and told his whole crew, as he should have did from the start, well, at least Leon and Jerome, the CIA is involved. So he's put, you know, all of his important people on game. And he's asking him, like, does he know anything? Rob says no. So they drive and <laughs> they um they let his goofy ass get some cocaine just to get the edge off of him. So when they um walk in there, well first when they driving, this fool asks Franklin just to let him hold the gun. And I'm thinking, like, ain't no fucking way I'm about to let Rob goofy ass hold a gun in the back of my damn head in this long-ass car ride. Rob just didn't look too right to hold no damn gun. And Peaches is not looking good. What the fuck is up with Peaches? So after the long drive, they arrive. They get at crazy-ass Thad house. He high. He got a big shotgun. <laughs> and the first thing that he say when they get in there good is do you think the cia friend dude can help me get a passport franklin saint he gives rob that look rob looking stupid and you know peaches when when thad let his guard down peaches kind of put that little shotgun to the side and you know rob does the kill franklin made sure that rob was the one who did the kill shot did the kill so they drive out to the desert, they get to digging, we get to the next scene, and you could tell Franklin did not want to do this. However, what had to be done, had to be done. Rod, he, he was just too unreliable. It was too much going on with him. He was running his damn mouth. He 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 free basing and shit talking about just one last time and he lighting up that damn pipe. So while Rob is getting high and he looking for Haley's comment, Franklin like, look, Rob, I think it's that way. 
Rob go look that way. Franklin take the kill shot, as he should. Now Franklin and killed two of his best friends. Kevin, which was strictly an accident, and now Rob and Peaches is just looking like, damn. So it goes into the next scene, and we see Franklin, he is showering at his house and he's kind of having a flashback of what happened and he's talking to his um girlfriend and you know they're talking about how they're expecting a baby and how he is going to have to be all in he is going to have to put family first she won't put her baby in any position that won't come first and he's letting her know like look you don't know what I had to do to make sure that this baby and you are going to come first. So he reassures her it's going to work out. They talk about the future and they drive out to like this desert place, like on the sunset where he tells her he wants to build a compound for them to build their legacy. But he needs to know that he has her loyalty because it's been too many people he didn't put trust in who have backstabbed him. And she's like, look, that predated before me. So... Let's just hope her loyalty is real. Loyalty, you know, it goes so far because it looks like this was just the first two episodes. It looked like this is about to be an action-packed season. So let's hope she can hang in there and be Franklin Saints ride or die. <laughs> so that was a good episode. It was just reintroducing us, catching us up. I'm liking on how they did the time skip. Rob, you know, he he held on long enough but rob had to go i understood it rob had to go it's good to see wanda bell clean it's good to see leon still running the projects and still got his head on his shoulder it's good to see louis and jerome still going strong and we see teddy crazy ass is back in effect so that was my recap for season five episode one so now we about to get into episode two then we're gonna play this trailer and i got a sleeper for you guys so episode two is titled commitment and the description reads teddy forces his way back into the cia operation in los angeles franklin and uh veronique i had said her name wrong it's veronique have a business proposition for jerome and louis and i see why this title was this title was called commitment because teddy asked this was all about him and teddy is committed to the cia and this contra war so <clears throat> it opens up and it goes to 11 months ago washington dc so we see teddy goes to meet with his old boss He's following him, stalking him to restaurants, and he shows up. <laughs> he shows up. So his boss is like, "Where you been at?" It shows him running through the damn jungle, half naked. <laughs> Child Teddy is a mess. <sighs> we see Teddy has been playing close attention to the Contra War, and he knows all about the intel. He knows about the seven American hostages they have, which it, that stuff. All of this happened with this war, with everything with the Panamanian government, with Nor Mayo Noriega. It was so much going on. Baby, when I say the 80s was crazy and like it's something about the 80s. I've done a lot of research on it, a lot of research on the drug war, Bush and Reagan, the narcos, all of it. Like so much was going on. It was so many kidnappings. It was so many hostages. But so he's keeping his eye to the street. He's getting all the intel. He's knowing everything. We see that he was doing a lot of stuff with um, Avi, who also did a lot of work for his own government. So 
you know, his boss is listening to him. And he, um, we learn that he is officially actually out of the agency, but he wants back in. But instead of being a CIA agent, he will be like an asset, which was something that they had. Um, now you guys know before, uh, I told you, I did a recap on Freeway Rick's documentary. Cause that's why I want to watch Snowfall at first because I just thought it was bold how Freeway Rick kind of got played out of the story. Cause it's loosely based off of him, but they changed a lot up. A lot of the stuff that they show in Snowfall, um, like from season three on up, didn't happen to Freeway. But season one and two, a lot of this stuff is loosely based off his life. However, um, he was getting his work from an asset it wasn't really a cia agent it was more of an asset and that was the guy blandon who was from nicaragua so they do have cia agents and they have cia assets to where you don't work technically for the government but they have you on as an asset to where you do work for them basically off the record under the table just to make a long story short <laughs> so he wants to basically just be an asset because who else knows this operation other than him this was you know his pride and joy his baby he got it started Teddy did you know if we want to big him up for bringing drugs into the black communities hey but you know he did the damn thing I guess so he got the job done great job um moving along so He's basically going on and on about how he can fix it and he wants to be back in the mission. So we see he has been watching Julia and Paul and Julia done moved the fuck on. She done got her a new man. They own the boat. They got little Paul out there. Julia is happy. <laughs> Child, Teddy out there watching with his little binoculars on. Teddy is a dangerous motherfucker, okay? So it goes back to six months ago, and we see our boy Ivy. Ivy torturing people as usual, straight Ivy style. Uh, he said it's a possible Nazi. You know, um, Teddy has been working with him. Ivy is looking older, must I say? He got the little gray hair and stuff. Ivy is one of my favorite characters as well. Um, now, Ivy, he's a serious dude as well. He's He's got his hands in all of the arm dealing. The, um, he has all of the guns, all of the ammo. He gets all of that shit over there in Panama. So, Ivy is the man too. And Teddy has been doing a lot of work from him. And then, Ivy was also like an asset for his own country where he did a lot of work and stuff as well. So, it goes back it kind of skips from like time to time, basically showing us on everything Teddy has to do to get back in. So it goes back to like 11 months ago to DC and Teddy meets back up with his old boss and they find out money is missing, guns and arms are, are down and they are losing over there to the Sandinistas. And they also mention North, like, well, North is not going to listen. Now, North, they keeping it true to form, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm like a historian on this shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't watch the whole fucking Contra uh, court case. It's eight hours long. I sat there and my boring ass just watched it because I'm just, I'm a historian when it comes to this shit. So they're talking about Oliver North. Oliver North was under President Reagan at the time. They had a whole Contra scandal court hearing. And he got caught up in all of the mix. So you see, when they say North, they're talking about Oliver North during a big Contra scandal. That trial was in 1987. So, you know what I'm saying? Snowfall, they keeping it true to form. 
Now, we see Teddy, he like semi works his way back in and it's been a year and the steam has died down. The story has died down. The reporters have kind of went away ever since, you know, Irene Ivy got into that accident. So um, we go into the next scene and it goes to three days ago, Los Angeles. And that's when it showed Teddy in his wig scoping out Grady's spot. When he leaves, he has all type of pictures of Franklin, Black Diamond, and Dallas. Teddy is on his CIA stuff, okay? So we see Franklin looking at the paper, and it's showing that, you know, the shooter, Thad, is still at large. But we know Thad and Rob is in the desert under some dirt. So he's not at large. But that's what the papers say. So Franklin meets up with Grady, and they agree, ninth out a key. They go for a ride on a plane for a little joy ride. And that was kind of fucking interesting because the first time Franklin ever got on a plane was with Teddy and his brother, Matt. So now he's on a plane and he the one driving it. It's his plane. He owned it and he with Grady and him and Grady got a good relationship. They got a real estate little thing going on. Uh, the house that Grady living in, Franklin sold it to him. You know, everything is going good. They, him and Gustavo, they like Grady. Grady is easy to work with. And Grady taking the money off the top. Hell, he like all oh, this shit illegal anyway. <laughs> he is easy going and he lets Franklin does his thing. So they kind of talk, they bond. He asks him about his woman. Does he want kids, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes into the next scene. And Teddy takes his goofy ass back to DC and tells the boss everything about Grady taking money from the top, business with the assets, sleeping with the assets, associates, just over there telling everything. So he asked him, like, are you sure that you can go back into this operation and work with that asset after what you did to him? And he like, what did I do? I got him out of jail for killing Kevin. I got the reporter off his back. I made him rich. He like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what you did to his father. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, what you did to his father in Cuba? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Now, technically, they ain't said Alton dead. Technically, they have not said Alton is dead. And until they say he's dead, I don't know. So, and then he was reading that book. Uh, the spook who sat by the door when Teddy walked in that house. I don't know if Alton is dead because the spook who sat by the door, that book is deep. And um, I don't know. So we get into the next scene and we see. Um, let's come up with another name for her because this what is it? Velony. Yeah. OK, so we see Velony. She is working on a big business plan for the future with uh, this building that they are trying to buy. He tells her that she will own a, you know, own a piece of it. She'll, she'll be a part owner. So that just makes her excited. She like, dude, do, do not play with me right now. They just canceled. Um, was it good strokes or some shit like that? Uh, with Meredith Baxter. Um, it's an 80s show different strokes <laughs> she like they just canceled different strokes don't play with me and we see she's like a free-spirited she's all about the universe so you know so they just doing their thing they all in love and 
after they get done talking about the project, they meet with Jerome and Louie and talk to them about investing in a project and moving all of the money from Panama to the States. And because, you know, stuff is getting real. And around this time, that's when the 80, late 80s, mid 80s, that's when stuff started getting real in Panama as well. So they like, we got to bring all of this stuff back to the States. We can invest here. Jerome looking like he ain't even with it. And he like, how much it's going to cost us, nephew? He like, about 10 mil. He like, damn, that's all we got. He like, look, it'll be tied up for about three years, but then we'll be richer than them, you know? But I'm thinking something probably is going to go bad with this when they put all of their money into this project. It's, it's just not going to go good. I can feel it. So <clears throat> he also tells them after Velamy leaves that he had to do what he had to do when it came to Rob. And they're like, damn, nephew. <laughs> That's all Jerome can say these days to Franklin. So Louis says she got to think about it. It goes to the next scene, and it go to Wanda Bell. She's still at her job getting her girl six on. And her boss come with that damn check. She up there trying to get the man turned on. And when she see her check is short, she just hang up on his ass. <laughs> like, finish yourself. She goes into the um supervisor's office. He's an asshole. He's trying to get her to sleep with her for extra money. And she basically tells him, like, F off. He's a co-kid himself, and he is just all over the place. Wanda, like, fuck you and this job. So we get into the next scene, and we see Gustavo. He is taking care of his nephews. And it looks as, you know, he they keep mentioning a woman, so I'm thinking he's probably in a relationship with the sister-in-law. They kind of had their own little thing, so they're probably raising the boys together. Teddy creeps up. CIA style and he like I thought you probably would have been with Lucia and he like nah changed my mind decided my family is here and you know to let her stay in Miami so I'm hoping that we see Lucia at least one time in season five but I don't know so we get into the next scene and Teddy tells him you know like he wants back in Gustavo like I mean that's cool and all he's like but Grady Grady is not so bad and he's more funner than you. <laughs> so they kind of joke. But, you know, Gustavo says he's basically cool with him coming back in as long as he can take care of his family in peace. And, you know, technically, Teddy ain't really did nothing to his family like he possibly could have did to Franklin's family. So Gustavo was, of course, going to be cool with him. T Teddy saved his life when he got him out of that bar when he was being a bouncer in season three or something was that season three or four he went after lucia left him he basically saved his life so of course he gonna be cool with him coming back franklin not so much so <clears throat> we see our boy ivy he still got the arms and all of the ammo and louis and jerome they go gun shopping with him looking like bonnie and clyde with fur coats on and we see jerome is actually all the way in now Remember, Jerome, all he wanted to do was sell his damn speaker's child at Jamie Jones. But now, after Louis opened up to him, let him know everything, and <clears throat> also <clears throat> was shot down, he's all the way in now. He is all the way in, and they are stronger and better. And they don't make no decisions without each other. Like, when uh, Franklin went and gave that proposition, he like, we got to discuss this first. So... We get into the next scene, and we see Franklin tries to get a hold of Sissy. 
tell her about, you know, the expecting of his newborn. And the connection is bad. It's not working. They lose connection. And the only thing why I'm kind of skeptical, because I'm like, okay, Sissy only left to be with Alton because his life was in danger. So if Alton is really dead, why the hell is Sissy still in Havana, Cuba? It seemed like she would have been back by now. If Alton dead, why is she still over there? So that's why I said I could be completely wrong, but I don't know if Alton is dead. So we get into the next scene and we see Leon. He is still doing his thing with the kids. Y'all know Leon love the kids. He love his people. He taking them, you know, on field trips and doing all type of stuff. So the bus pull up back to the PJs. They all get off the bus. Franklin is there and they go into his apartment. We see he has been reading a lot and he asks him like, Franklin, did you ever read that book I gave you? So he like, I ain't got a chance to it yet. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be something that they bring up later. Because, you know, he don't take Leon serious like he should. <clears throat> Leon is my favorite character. So Franklin tells him about the develop, development project. <laughs> Leon like, oh, fuck that. I'm good. <laughs> no, I do I do what I want with my money. Y- y'all go do that shit. So, you know, they talk and he tells him about Rob. And you can tell that kind of messed Leon up a little bit. Like, damn kill Rob so he tells him about the baby and then you know that he the first person that he really told and we see like it's a distance in their relationship it is a very big distance they're still cool business associates but not like it was when Snowfall started it's it's a disconnect there they still brothers but it's a disconnect there um so we um Get into the next scene, and Teddy shows up at Grady's, CIA-style baby. (laughs) Grady don't budge, though. He like, oh, it's you, but you don't have your wig on this time. So he learns that Teddy is, well, at first he thought he was just another suit coming from D.C. to check on him. But then he learns, like, oh, you're the guy. You're the guy whose spot I took. So Teddy tells him, like, look, just walk away. I'm coming back. Keep the cars. Keep the money. But walk away. Child, if Grady didn't read him like a book, told him that he ain't nothing but a joke. He he probably got bullied as a child by his parents. His wife probably effing somebody else. Grady read Teddy like a book. And he like, you're the biggest joke. You don't even get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wouldn't take money from the top? You really believe in this shit that they're telling you about your country? And this, you know what I'm saying? He read him like a book, child. Teddy peacefully gets up, leaves quietly, closes the door calmly. But you think Teddy wasn't coming back? Teddy comes back, kills Grady, tells him, like, look, not that you insulted me but it's because you're bad at your job and because you're bad at your job you have cost thousands of people their lives now to be fair teddy really does care about the people in the contrast like when he went over there and he seen um alejandro's wife dead and all of those bodies he really really did care um but he basically kills Grady. He puts something in his drink, 
kills Grady. Shows up at Franklin's, and Franklin is not too happy to see him. He tells him he's back. He mentions Grady. And then Franklin, like, you keep mentioning him as past tense. So Franklin figures out, like, okay, you didn't kill Grady. And he like, well, what did you expect? You're in real estate business with them. You're doing this. You're doing that. And Franklin, like, you want a cigar? So he going to stand by that cigar box, stand close to that pistol, because he do not trust Teddy. So Teddy lets him know, like, I'm back. And he like, well, shit, we worked together before. We can do it again. I'm just, you know, I just, it's your world. I just sell dope in it. Teddy come in changing shit. Now, he just worked out a deal for nine thou a key. Teddy go back to ten a key. Just a mess. That was my recap for episode two, Commitment. It was all about Teddy. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I am going to play the trailer for you guys for next week and get you guys out of here. Y'all know I could talk about Snowfall for hours. So Here is the trailer for next week. Snowfall episode three, season five, titled Lions. From here on out, we're going to make a few changes. First, I'll set the meets for now. And second, you will come along. I need security. I'm your security. They got no idea the shit we go through out in the street. And we ain't even making money doing it. So you will turn that makes you extremely valuable to me. If you did so in this war, I need to know. Because my baby will not be the victim. Is my son safe? His greatest enemy is himself. Before you kill me, I'm gonna kill you. I'll be ready for what's coming. child it look like next week gonna be good but they kind of show clips from the whole entire season so it looked like louie and jerome gonna get married it looked like it was about to be a big shootout a big raid in the projects that was coming from old boy detective who working for louie so y'all know louie kind of got like this thing with leon sometimes so i don't know remember how she was ready to just like kill him off last season so who knows if she sent him there because remember he needs somebody to stay on her payroll and it looked like franklin had a couple band-aids so more than likely he didn't got his ass beat again it wouldn't be snowfall if he didn't get beat up and it looked like he is not about to trust teddy it's about to be some type of weird hate relationship they got going on and i cannot wait until they finally bring up what really happened to mr alton so I hope you guys enjoyed my recap. That was season five, episode one and two. And I am going to play a sleeper and get you guys out of here. Here I come. Here I come. Don't forget to come back from my um Bel Air episode tomorrow. And then um we got uh we got um power book for and I'm doing my documentary recap. So let me see what I'm going to play here. Let's go ahead and play some D'Angelo Devil's Pie.
by D'Angelo that was off that belly soundtrack that is my shit don't forget y'all know I got long range when it come to music so follow me on my uh, playlist my music playlist on Spotify all you gotta do is type in Shanice Loves I have every genre I made them all public for you guys to have a good vibe to the weekend is here it's approaching so why not enjoy my playlist you know what I'm saying even if you ain't doing nothing you just cleaning up in the house you got a little date night with your man or your girl or whoever and y'all just want a late night tip I got that or you know what I'm saying if it's Sunday you want to praise the Lord I got gospel if Saturday morning you want to gospel blues if you just want to vibe have a drink have a smoke check out my playlist all you gotta do is type in Shanice Loves exclusively on Spotify so don't forget every Thursday night I will bring break down my snowfall recaps how I do over here we break down we dissect we get into it so every Thursday night I'll do my recaps for snowfall I hope you guys are here to stay and enjoy me for these eight weeks of this fire ass show that is well 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 written and shout out to the guy plain franklin uh i do not want to mess up this this man name because he is uh i seen i was cracking up because i seen denzel washington (laughs) he messed it up one day i said why he messed up his name like that uh let me see shit I'm tripping. Hold on, y'all. I'm about to let y'all go. I done had y'all on here long enough. 
Damon. I know it's Damon. I just don't want to say the name wrong. Uh, is it Damon Idris? Uh, shit, 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 shit. Let me see. Yep, I was right. Damon Idris. I just didn't want to mess his name up. But shout out to Damon Idris. Big shout out to him. He is directing a lot of these episodes this season. So shout out to him. I'm always happy to see young brothers putting in that work and getting busy. So shout out to Damon Idris. Shout out to Snowfall, the writers, the directors, and the cast and crew. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show. With your girl, Shanice.